If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Wednesday. This is the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports. I am Mike and he is Aaron. It is hump day. What's going on, Aaron? Happy hump day to you, Mike. It's uh, good to be back here. Start of my week. Uh, so I had to get the extra big mug of coffee. That's right. Our uh, mugs will come soon, I hope. Um, remember, you can go to um, amdrive.online. For our shop and get a mug just like us. We also want some sweatshirts for the for hoodie season. That'll be fun. Um, Aaron, have you heard about the um world's most most comfortable shirt, buttercloth? Well, now you have. Buttercloth has a six-way stretch and is made with mint. That means you stay cool and don't smell. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the buttercloth logo. To see how it feels to be fresh, cool with buttercloth. World's most comfortable shirt. Okay, so I want to start off today's show presented by Buttercloth with Mike Sid at first. Hard Knocks episode two. I told you guys last week, every Wednesday, because it happens on Tuesday nights on HBO Max, I will talk about the Cowboys and what they're going through as long as I can stand it. And this week, I'm not going to lie, it out kind of slow. You had yoga, you had jokes that continued throughout the episode. But then we got to see the joint practice between the Rams and the Cowboys, where Aaron Donald um, got in a fight with like Connor Williams. Now, granted, there was more so about the practice than it was about the fight, and I would have liked to have seen more of the brawl um, that ensued and more of the reaction from it. But I'm just... I'm just, I thought that was an interesting part of the show that they actually put a little bit of that in there. We saw a lot of um, Ben DiNucci in this one, who I believe will be a good backup. He's improved dramatically since last season. Part of that may be because he's taking more reps due to Dak's shoulder injury, which should be over pretty soon from what we were told on Hard Knocks via HBO Max. Um, Another guy who's fighting for a roster spot is Azur Kamara, who's a 235-pound, 6'8 defensive end. Yes, he's undersized in terms of weight. From West Africa, who was a refugee. Did not even know about football except for soccer. And I believe that he's hungry enough and made enough plays in the second preseason game. I think he'll make the 53-man roster. I, um, I know that's one of the stories that could be a tearjerker because this is the time where they're, start, they're finally talking about the cutting players. All this episode was a lot better than the first one. There was too much Ze Ezekiel Elliott cuts. Most We saw one run from Zeke, I believe, the entire time. And then like, even in practice, there was one run that we saw from the joint practice. Everything else was just Zeke laughing and Zeke making jokes, which I might like, come on, this gets annoying after a while. I also like Mike McCarthy. Despite what the mass media Skip Bayless is saying, Mike McCarthy – has, hasn't been that bad of a motivational guy to me. He made the one thing about Austin Powers, which some people liked and some people didn't. He said some stuff that I thought I could get, I could get behind. Overall, episode two was a lot better than episode one. It picked up. We got three guys. There's a third Mexican guy who's an offensive lineman that we're going to see as well. I like what I saw, and I will definitely continue this next week. Aaron, your thoughts? Yeah, again, I uh, I don't need to watch it because you give me a full-blown review of it. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. The, the hard knocks, the, the training camp life, again, I, I say this every week, and I don't want to keep echoing the same sentiments, sentiments but the, 
the training camp life just isn't super interesting to me. Like the guys who get cut, I don't know. I can see it on a ticker and be just as fine with it. I guess I, I don't like the fact that it's the Cowboys because they are trying to hype it up and be dramatic with America's team. I feel like there's like I some people have mentioned the Buffalo Bills would have been a good one. May, I mean Miami well, Dolphins, when you have Mika when not Mika Fitzpatrick, you have that cornerback that's Xavier Howard, yeah. Xavier Howard. You got Tua versus Ryan Fitzpatrick from last year, obviously. But I thought the Dolphins well, you're, you're acting like this is the first one. I mean, remember they've done what, eight or nine of them now? So you can't say that they're hyping up Dallas because it's Dallas because they've probably done this on all of them. Yeah, I I just feel like Dallas Cowboys weren't a good draw for me. Um, I don't know if they only picked it because of Dak and Mike McCarthy, but there I feel like there's other storylines in, in other teams that could have been better, in my opinion. Well, haven't they haven't they been a part of this hard knocks before? I think they were. I have no idea. I this is my first time ever actually trying to get into it. It's for people like the people watching or listening at home. Yeah, I think that this is uh, this is not the first one. So wow. let's see. It it it's been going on since two thousand and one. So we're twenty years in. Uh, actually, there was a brief there was a brief hiatus between two thousand two and two thousand seven. It looks like, but yeah. Dallas was actually the second one to to be featured. That was in 2002. So we're obviously talking about a, wow. a complete complete change, except for the guy at the top, Jerry Jones. But you had Baltimore, Dallas, and then you had a, a five year gap between 02 and 07. You had oh no, this is this is Dallas's third time. Oh, so Kansas City. Then oh, so I was right. Apparently, I was right without even trying to be right. Good lord. Well, here's the thing. A lot of these teams, I think, after like the New York Jets one didn't want to be involved because you look, I mean, uh, you have Cleveland, you have the Rams and the Chargers combined one year last year. You know, you have Tampa Bay. The Rams have been on it now twice. You know, the Dallas Cowboys three times. I think a lot of these teams just don't want to be involved. Remember when uh, I remember when Cleveland did it? I, I can't remember the exact what happened, but like Hugh Jackson got in trouble for whatever he said. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know you know, behind closed doors. But when you have hard knocks, it ain't behind closed doors. So I want to also, I would like to see the Las Vegas Raiders. Actually, I think that would be a good one. John Gruden, Mike, uh, Derek Carr's situation, moving to a new stadium and still trying to get settled in. That would have been cool. Yes. I, uh, they were on in 2019. So I'm sure some of that talk was no. a part of, a part of that hard knocks, uh, back in 2019. There you go. But that one would be better. But anyways, I digress. I'm um, Aaron. You want to talk about the NHL putting sponsors on jerseys starting next year? I just want to say I like it because the jerseys to me suck anyways. Like I would rather buy an NBA or NFL jersey before I buy an NHL jersey. Even if I liked hockey, I would never buy one of their jerseys. I'm not saying sponsors do it for me, but it would be nice to have something else on a jersey. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the sponsors. I actually kind of hope they keep the sponsors off of the merchandise sales and just put them on the players. Uh, but, yeah, starting in the 2022-23 season, teams are now able to begin negotiating with potential partners uh, who could soon put their logos or brands on the NHL jersey. They can actually put them wherever they want. That's up to the team. Um, but it's going to be a three-by-three-and-a-half-inch rectangle. Somewhere has to fit into there. Uh, obviously, we've got the NBA, uh, MLS, I think WNBA still advertises. And obviously, you have, uh, you know, the Premier League and football. They are the biggest advertisers of things right on their chest. I mean, you can't even tell who the team is sometimes unless you know who they're sponsored by. Um, so I, I, I like this this concept because they started last year by doing the, the advertisement on the helmets. And according to Gary Bettman, it generated $100 plus million in revenue for the league which is a huge wow. thing for the league right now, especially after the COVID situation. So I'm okay with this starting next year. I'm, I'm, I would be shocked if they don't try to move this up to this year sometime. And cause I bet these, these teams have policies or have plans in place with advertisements. So don't be surprised if by the all-star break, we start seeing ads on jerseys in the NHL and I'm here for it. I'm fine with it. It's not going to affect the sweater. I am okay with it and uh, giddy up. Let's go. Anything that makes the NHL more money. I'm, I'm all here for well, that segment was presented by Buttercloth. Great, great talk, Aaron, about the Cowboys and about jerseys. Hope to see, I'm, I'm curious to see what the Kraken get. 
but we're out of time on this. We have BS3 in the waiting room. Who is that? Who is Aaron's special guest? Um, we'll see you on the other side talking the Northern Trust Open. This is Ooh. the AM Drive. To my bookie, you're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now, you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. College at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Let's face it, your shirt sucks. This is your average dress shirt. It serves one purpose and it doesn't even do a good job at it. They're stiff, scratchy, hot, and wrinkle like they were made to. This is the Icy Cotton shirt from Buttercloth, and it's gonna make you rethink every shirt in your closet. Buttercloth shirts are designed to look like a Friday night, but feel like a Sunday morning. So stop buying those marked up luxury brand dress shirts only to be let down when they feel like every other shirt. Buttercloth shirts are made with the finest long fiber cotton that feels soft and smooth against your skin. It's like you're being cuddled by a bunch of adorable puppies. Long fiber cotton produces luxuriously soft fabric that naturally keeps you cool in the summer and warm in the winter. I've never felt more comfortable in my life. Icy Cotton by Buttercloth takes it one step further. This revolutionary shirt is literally infused with mint fibers that make the fabric cool to the touch. Mint is also a natural odor repellent, so you'll smell nice and fresh all day long. Can't smell a thing. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. Right, and welcome back into another edition of the AM Drive with Mike and Aaron here, myself, and it's presented by Vice Golf. Mike, you got your Vice Golf hat in. Love to see it, buddy. It matches yes, your Yes, love it. Terrible, terrible quarterback shirt. <laughs> right. Is that fitted or is that a snapback? Does it not fit your head? It's snapback and it does not fit my head. He is a great hat, by the way, Um, but I need fitted hat size eight. I, this is the last snapback I'll buy. Love fair the hat, enough, though. It's comfortable. Enough. <laughs> well, Mike, speaking of Vice Golf, they have been rapidly changing the game. Very, very simple here. They make premium golf balls, sell them over the internet, and ship them directly to you for a fraction of the cost of the big boys, your TP5s, your Pro V1s, etc. Please visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com to visit our link tree. It has all of our sponsors. And click that Vice Golf logo to begin shopping today. Actually, Vice Golf just sent me an email. They are making a brand new ball that has not hit the market yet. So I uh, saw that. 
Yeah, the uh, I forget what they call the name of it, but I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna have to get Rose that uh, email out here. It's all right. It. It's not that. It's not that big of a deal right now. But uh, we've got a special guest. We could just call him Hot Fire, but he also goes by Bobby Schmidt the Third. What's going on, my friend? Formerly of the Vegas Squares here. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we today? We are doing fantastic. We are looking to make some money this week. Um, I gotta say, if I lose my Siwoo bet like I did last week. I'm happy that one of our own came in with a fat Kevin Kisner Wad Wednesday. And we're here on Wednesday. So that that bet hit the account immediately. But here we are on Wad Wednesday. How are you feeling after that one? I'm feeling fantastic. The fact of the matter is I'm the hottest golf sports better in the world today. Four <laughs> out of the last five in the last three straight. And I'm not talking matchups my way there. I've got the winner of the golf tournament four or five weeks. Name someone else in the business. That's go ahead. I'll wait. I can't do it. We don't have enough time in the show for me to think about it. So let's go ahead and start getting into it here. The Northern Trust Open. We are at the landfill known as Liberty City, New Jersey. Uh, we got Liberty National Golf Club here. I know this is a rotating uh, event sometimes in Boston and other places in New Jersey as well. But, uh, you know, this is one of those courses that uh, the stunning, the, the views are stunning. The course is stunning. But at the same time, we've got 125 golfers, well, 124 with Louie not playing this week, that are vying to stay in that top 70. So what are your initial thoughts here on the Northern Trust Open, the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs here? Well, thought number one is Liberty National. It's a dump. I mean, literally, it's a dump. It's a dump when it first opened. But, uh, but uh, the place is really, really nice. It's uh, playing as a part one, three, part fives. It's uh, uh, very long. It's 74-10 for a one but uh, it's tight. It's not. It's not as easy as you would think. Being a part seventy-one, you got You got to drive it in the middle of the, and everything's long. So the fairway is paramount this week. Hmm. Yeah, most definitely. You know, we talk about it on the Vegas Squares podcast. You know, hitting fairways is huge, and uh, you got a guy like Bryson DeChambeau in the mix who can't do that much. Mm. You can boom all you want, but the fact of the matter is, is I still, I still maintain this. Yeah, you know, getting. Getting speed and getting distance uh, when you can't hit a fairway, you know, he's he's the big talk right now for better or for worse uh, coming into this. Obviously, you know, he made the top 125, but, you know, it, it, you just you can't put a you can't put a number on him. Is, is he on your blacklist as far as betting right now, Bobby, or or is, is Bryson DeChambeau a guy that with a long course and a short par, is he a guy we look at this week? I'm not. I'm not on Bryson. Not even. It's not even so much in his proximity with with the wedge and the short irons and stuff like that. It's the putter is gone. He. I mean, he can't putt anymore. He's had a rough couple of roughs Ooh. and the short around the greens rough. It's for Bryson lately. In the in the weeks where he's touching the ball and no one can get near him and everything, you chip the ball up to some greens. But if if you're leaving yourself. 18 footers that's that's an issue and bryson ball in the hole so i'm off of bryson this week yeah it's gonna be tough you know you got colin morikawa leading the fedex field here yeah, jordan spieth name i didn't think i'd see this year until you know he's just had such a resurgence uh, i'm happy for jordan um you know it, it's it's good to see the big guys at the top you know another guy i'd really like to see obviously get back in that is ricky fowler but we'll talk about him another day but uh, the guys at the top here, you know, you have guys like John Rahm, who's your favorite in this one. Uh, of the guys at the top, who do you see here in this spot looking like they could pick up the first victory of these playoffs, get themselves in a prime position? It's that, it's that name that you mentioned first. It's Colin Morikawa. I mean, he does nothing but hit the ball of the fairway. He's a little shorter than some of these guys. This course is fairly, but also from that, from that 180 to 220 area, he's going to be hitting a lot of his approach shots. Game, and he can put the doors off of it. Colin Morikawa in the top half of the field is where I got a lot of my money this week. Now, Mike, we talked about this. Louis Oosthuizen has been defying odds <clears throat> since the uh, since the U.S. Open, pretty much. You know, just just when I think he's he's uh, done for, I guess in the in the realm of we talked about Lee Westwood, how he's had. A good start to the year, but you don't hear that name much anymore. But uh, you know, Mike, we have we have we talked about Lewis and how many times have you heard me bring up that name? 
I like his name. Man, I definitely do remember when you bring it up quite a few times. So, so Bobby, taking the week off here to kind of rest up a neck injury, I know he's somewhere in the neighborhood of like six to eighth in the FedEx Cup standings here. But, uh, you know, something like this, you know, I know it's rest over, you know, being able to set him up in a prime position. We looked at it with Brooks Kepka last year when he tried to do that before the FedEx Cup playoffs, ultimately before he pulled out. But uh, is this, is this going to be good or bad for Louie to take this week off? Well, there's a lot of points available in the playoffs, man. And and the key goal is to make that top 30. If you can make that top 30, you got a chance to win $15 million. I don't know if okay, – let me repeat that. $15 million. I talked – we listened to kids on the uh, foreplay podcast the other day, and he, he's talking about – you guys don't understand how much money that is. I know golfers are worth all the money and they get paid everything, but $15 million, brother, that's a lot of cake. That does not hurt. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, I got to imagine, like, his worst rounds got to be better than skipping, but maybe not. I mean, obviously, he and his team have 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 calculated the risk of doing it versus the risk of hurting himself and being out for the other two. So I uh, I, uh, I I guess I, I got to go with, you know, Louie and his, and his team that they are making the right decision here. So, all right, let's get into the picks here. Uh, let's start with the Northern Trust. We've got futures bets. We've got matchups. We've got props. All the sports books are offering a massive buffet of options here. So, no, let's go to the futures game for the hottest sports better, uh, the hottest golf better right now. So, uh, Bobby, is it going to be another win in a row here? What do we got? What do we got on the docket? All right. Well, I'm looking if I only bet three or four guys every week. Three or four guys is what I look at. I try not to spread it too thin to, you know, people will attack my integrity but all my bets come in on wednesday before the before we start so i got four guys this week here's who we're looking at as i mentioned before morikawa's 18 to 1 so yes. you got you got you to put a chunk of money on morikawa to get into that four digit range where i like to be but uh morikawa will be getting some of my money this week and jason kokrak jason kokrak is long he, he does he does hit it not quite as good as morikawa in the middle kokrak very good and uh, Jason Kolkrak can putt, which is very – these greens are fast. They're fast and they're undulating. So uh, Kolkrak's got some of my money this week. And there's always a bomber. Gary Woodland is 182 to 1 this week. 182 to 1. And he's got a top 10 or a top 2, I believe, here. I think it was in 19, either 19 or 2013. I don't remember. I think it might have been when Adam Scott won. But 182 to 1. You got to do it. Guy's a major champion. And the guy who I'm picking out more than anybody, Scotty Scheffler, doesn't doesn't have a win. And he doesn't do anything great. He does a lot of stuff good. Hasn't got himself a victory yet on the PGA Tour. Why not start at Liberty National? It'd be the best one. You're one, absolutely right. Way. 38 yeah, he, to 1 uh, for Scheffler. He had a great FedEx uh, playoff last year as well. I think that's where his name got into the, into the ranks of the upper echelon here, guys. So I'm going to – I'm going to throw you two that I have this week. First one at 30 to 1, I'm taking Webb Simpson. Uh, good, good success on this course. Hopefully, they, we will uh, maybe pull out a win there. And then Kevin Streelman, after, uh, you know, just consecutive showings of just top flight golf. He didn't get in the playoff last week. By the way, I, I know we forgot to talk about this earlier, but the six-man playoff, and you got Kisner money. How'd you feel about that one? Well, First of all, when you got when you got a one in six chance of winning a golf tournament, when you started at one in fifty four, I'm always <laughs> still ha I'm always still happy to be in the hunt. But six man playoff when they all went out together, that was that was bananas. And I I I saw the playoff in uh, Tokyo for the Olympics where they went out three and three. And it's kind of like okay, but when they all go out at the same time and there's six balls everywhere and on the green there's everywhere there's coins. Give me the six man playoff from forever. Okay? Yeah, Adam, I thought it was all over when Adam Scott had that uh, had the three and a half footer to win. But Adam Scott's putting with a hockey stick or whatever the hell he's got going <laughs> on. So that's not that's not going to work. That's why I'm off of Adam Scott this week. 2013. You know, yeah, I was going to say he's won this before. He's been uh, successful. The Aussies all collectively day Scott Appleby have all been successful in the past. But uh, another guy I like this week, I haven't fired a. A, a futures bet on him is Token's boy, Abraham Answer. Guy's just another one. Quietly just puts himself in contention to win and, and finally got one, uh, what, two, three weeks ago here with the uh, 
uh, to Harris English fall. Another one I like here. Not not ready to bet him in the futures, but uh, you know, you talked about nickel and dime in the matchups here, but uh, <laughs> hey, it's still money, baby. Do you have any going on for us? No, no, no matchups for me this week. But as far as as far as Abraham answer goes, yes, I did have him at the uh, at the FedEx where he he escaped out of that playoff and. Uh, he's a great ball striker. The the putter's still a little bit questionable for me. He's because you got to you got to be close to the hole. You can't leave yourself six foot par putts because these greens are nasty. Uh, I'm hoping the weather holds up, which I think if I looked I looked yesterday and the weather's going to be fine. But uh, Abraham Manter was on the second tier of guys for me this week. Didn't quite make the top four. Not quite long. Yeah. All right, so we put any props in play, or are we just swinging the big D stick on the futures bets this week? Always just a big D stick here, fella. You want a guy to come and pick you the winner of the golf tournament? You got me. If you want to, you want to try one of those. Do I want Louis Oosthuizen or Charles Schwartzel? The, the battle of two guys you can't spell their names. You go somewhere else. You want the winner of the golf tournament? You come here. Four winners. Well, I, I'm I'm, gu I'm guilty of of nickel and diamond. I'm the Southwest Airlines of golf betting, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to run over my uh, matchups and props here. I have Webb Simpson over Paul Casey, first round only at minus 105. I have Russell Henley over Kevin Kisner. I'm feeling the uh, he's not a he's not a northeastern golf guy that Kev Kiz. So I'm going to take Russell Henley over Kevin Kisner, full matchup at minus 140. Uh, that thing's going up. So if you can grab it quickly, I think that's already up to 150. Uh, at least I'd, I'd be now. more than happy to take your money on that bet right now. Oh. You, know, you, you know, you know, kids is my guy. But uh, Russell Henley, I'll, after you after you have a three day lead and that putter gets a little heavy and you can't make Jack squat on Sunday, that that tends to carry over. That's why I'm off of Adam Scott this week, too. You miss a three and a half footer to win a golf tournament in a six way playoff. Those clubs are going to be awfully heavy this week. Adam Scott's going to miss the cut. Oh. Fair enough. Lock, lock it up. I'll take Henley over kids. We'll discuss later off the air. And my Lunch, last baby. one, I have, I have Daniel Berger over Victor Hovland. Boy, what a what a fall for Hovland right now. Just not playing good golf. Getting himself in there, but I don't think he has any shot at really being a part of the FedEx Cup uh, championship here. So I'm going to take my boy, the Florida State product, Daniel Berger here. In this spot, uh, back to the Abraham answer, T20 and T10. I got yes on both. T10 at minus 105, or excuse me, uh, T10 at plus uh, 155. T20 is uh, 135 to the yes. And I'm going to take Tony Finau. I'm going to go back to that well. Uh, just for a top 20, yes, 180, plus 180. And a top 30, yes, plus 135. I'm going to go Tony Finau. Getting back among the ranks of the guys who just come up short but still contend. I actually don't mind the Tony Finau as as long as he can hit greens. Because when right. Tony struggles, that's when he's when he's up around the green, but not quite on it. I mean, he's not a great chipper. He's he's not a great proximity guy as far as that goes. I like the Daniel Berger bet you have. Uh, I think Daniel Berger is perfect for this course. He hits it in the middle and he hits it on the green and sometimes butts. And when he does, he contends. And to answer, I like that bet as well. Um, he doesn't really do anything wrong, which is good on a course like this. Just kind of play it down the middle and see what happens. All right. So Bobby digital about 30 seconds left. Go ahead and recap those four winners. You're going to have a winner out of them. We got it guaranteed lock of the week. Here it goes. Fire it away. Morikawa. It's this simple. Yeah. I do like Morikawa a lot. 18 to one. You got to put a chunk of money on him to get into that four digit territory, but we've got Scotty Scheffler, Gary Woodland, Colin Morikawa, Jason Kokrak. Scheffler's 38 to 1. Woodland is 182 to 1. Colin Morikawa, 18 to 1. And uh, Kokrak, 65 to 1. Guys who are going to avoid, Adam Scott. Avoid Adam Scott this week. That's a heartbreaker missing four footers, man. I don't think he makes the cut this week. Look for the same thing out of uh, Russell Henley. I don't think Russell Henley makes the cut. These things last, man. Who wins? Maybe so. One of those guys. Who wins? Do you want me? Scheffler. <laughs> Ooh, I'm picking wow. Scheffler to win. win right, there, you have it. there you have it. You got the winner, guys. The Northern Trust Open. Bobby Schmidt III, formerly of the Vegas Squares fame. If you don't remember, he famously picked Bryson DeChambeau at 10 to 1 to miss a cut in the Memorial. So this guy knows what he's talking about, guys. On the other side of the break, we are going to be talking NFL presented by Fanatics. Once again, thank you very much to Bobby Schmidt III for coming on and giving us hot fire picks. Stay hot, Bobby. Stay hot. We appreciate you, buddy. Be good, boys. Good to, have, good to be here, and thanks for having me on. 
You got it, buddy. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And again, on the other side, NFL talk. Tebow, no mo. Woo! To my bookie, you're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges every conference every team shop now and get today's special offer fanatics.com officially licensed everything let's face it your shirt sucks this is your average dress shirt it serves one purpose and it doesn't even do a good job at it they're stiff scratchy hot and wrinkle like they were made to this is the icy cotton shirt from Buttercloth, and it's gonna make you rethink every shirt in your closet. Buttercloth shirts are designed to look like a Friday night, but feel like a Sunday morning. So stop buying those marked up luxury brand dress shirts only to be let down when they feel like every other shirt. Buttercloth shirts are made with the finest long fiber cotton that feels soft and smooth against your skin. It's like you're being cuddled by a bunch of adorable puppies. Long fiber cotton produces luxuriously soft fabric that naturally keeps you cool in the summer and warm in the winter. I've never felt more comfortable in my life. Icy cotton by Buttercloth takes it one step further. This revolutionary shirt is literally infused with mint fibers that make the fabric cool to the touch. Mint is also a natural odor repellent, so you'll smell nice and fresh all day long. Can't smell a thing. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, Get a TV. Even purchase your favorite soda. But wait. Do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.tronsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. the am drive live with mike and this guy aaron here on 12 ounce sports presented by fanatics it's where me and aaron get amazing stuff like this jersey i believe that hat no but uh you can get things like that there they do have triple a merchandise that's right I, that is true i forgot that that's where the hat was from okay so by hey, fanatics is a great place to get authentic jerseys, caps, all kind of good stuff that's licensed by actual teams. You don't want to miss their daily deals today. Hey. I got this uh, beer opener from them. I got this beer opener from Fanatics. This is pretty cool. I'm going to hang this up in this room so when I'm doing the AM drive, I can just crack open a beer. That's pretty funny. Um, or the midnight drive at least. I mean, that, that would work better for Okay, that. midnight drive. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, midnight drive. Anyways, um, yeah, Fanatics, um, their code, their stuff today is 39 ship. 
Um, three nine S H I P. Um, over thirty nine dollars order. Um, get a free shipping. So go and get yourself a jersey. I might get a Baker Mayfield jersey tomorrow. I'm so close to doing that because I'm really high on the Baker Mayfield train this year, and I just want to bring that up. But we're talking more NFL today. Um, Aaron, why don't we get into a topic we missed on the last segment? Um, I know that you told us told me about this one. The MLB and Barstool, their deal fell through because of what? Yeah, I lost uh, I lost sound in my earpods here. <laughs> oh, well, I will go ahead and tell you guys this. Um, so there's a blizzard of snowflakes that came through because Barstool and MLB had some deal where they were going to let Barstool broadcast some games, I guess, with the betting aspect of things. And basically, a bunch of people said, we don't like Barstool. So Barstool, I'm sorry. As much good as Barstool has done for the community, I don't get why people still get mad at them. Aaron will be right back. <laughs> We're staying right here. It's time for me to hold it down, okay? I just want to let you guys know that you can also follow the drive on AM Drive 120Z. We're having a giveaway at 500 followers. What's up, Aaron? I'm on Twitter only with a Fanatics NFL t-shirt of you guys' choice, and I might have to buy Aaron one if Trey Lance has another, what was it, 3 of 14 performance besides the 80-yard touchdown pass. But, no, Aaron, I was talking to the people about um, Barstool and MLB. I don't know if you can hear me now. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, wow, where's your microphone? <laughs> so you're in the laptop audio again. I was just – Never mind. Um, so I'm back. Is this better? Yes, this is oh, ten times better. Anyways, technical okay, difficulties, great. folks. But no, so snow the blizzard of snowflakes came through, and I thought Barstool has done a great job with the community. So why do people still hate him? Like, what's going on with this whole baseball barstool stuff? Yeah, so we were gonna get to it with Bobby because Bobby's a big foreplay guy, which <laughs> is a golf podcast presented by Barstool Sports. And uh so you know, Barstool and the MLB were in talks. Dave Portnoy came out with a video that said basically he's in talks with several major leagues, he used air quotes, about, um, you know, getting on to alternative broadcasts with the with the uh, the gambling aspect involved. Now, it's, it's obviously known that gambling is becoming more and more nationwide every single day. And I feel like Barstool has kind of taken the reins. Uh, regarding though the the gambling thing, they they have a lot of gamblers on on their staff. Uh, they just added Kelly in Vegas, who was formerly of ESPN for all of about twelve hours before someone <laughs> dug up her tweets. That's one thing Barstool doesn't worry about. You know, hey, if you did something crappy as a human in the past, as long as you weren't absolutely one hundred percent ill filled hate hatred racist, you know, or murder somebody, Barstool is going to look at you. Can you produce content? Can you get eyeballs? That's all they care about. And I think this would have been a great thing for major league baseball because I'll, I'll be honest here's my thought on this i think the mlb needs barstool sports more than barstool sports needs the mlb because Completely people are agree. still going to watch people are still going to watch barstool sports now but the, the mlb had a chance to grab this young audience you have these 20 somethings and early 30s somethings that just love the gambling aspect you know they they throw a few bucks watch a game for me even in the nfl all the way up to the nfl the most popular sport here in america I really generally don't watch a game unless I've got action on it, even if it's a couple Whoa. bucks. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and watch the Jets and the Raiders on a game. I'm just not going to watch it. Wow. So having a couple bucks, adding this element of young, fun, DGAF kind of mentality, you know, to mm -hmm. the, the gambling aspect of these sports, it, it makes it an enjoyable experience. And the MLB just caved to people who don't watch their sport to begin with. These blue check marks that who, is who true. just constantly want people to feel as miserable as they do when they wake up in the day. And I'm just sick of it. And you know what? Screw the MLB. If you guys fall into an abyss of irrelevancy, you have nobody to blame but yourself because you caved. The same thing happened with the National Women's Hockey League. Barstool and their token or and their CEO, uh, who goes by the token CEO, um, because she's a woman. Barstool CEO is a woman, by the way, so it's hard to really portray them as misogynistic when you want to cherry pick two or three incidents that happened a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But Barstool CEO, again, who is a woman, wanted to promote and air the National Women's Hockey League. Have you ever heard of the National Women's Hockey League, Mike? Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't know how big of 
I, yeah, yeah, I think Bar. I, I remember when, Bar when that came out. Let's just go with barely. Year. You've barely heard of it. Right, right, Let's right. Let's go with it. Can you name me one team in the National Women's Hockey League? No. Exactly. So Barstool was going to take them under the reins and promote them and make them big and advertise them and broadcast them yep. on their networks. And two sports writers for the NWHL basically took down that whole deal calling them misogynistic, racist, homophobic. You know, how you know, it's just like there's a woman running the company. How can this be a misogynistic platform? So the National Women's Hockey League bent the knee to these two sports writers and now they're back into the abyss of irrelevancy and they're just pulling the MLB down with them. And I'm sorry, I love Major League Baseball. It's one of my favorite sports to watch, but this could have added such a great new element to it. And made me probably watch more games. The only reason I really watch games is because they're on while I'm working. Okay, well, let's leave that there. Great talk by you, by the way. I don't want to waste the rest of our 10 minutes that we have on the segment with that. Um, but good good talk there, good raw talk. Um, we gotta talk some NFL here. So I suppose I huh? I said I suppose. The 49ers waved Josh Rosen. I'm not gonna talk about that. I've said he wasn't good, and the 49ers said screw you. I'm so happy for him because he's not good. I, re I really wanted him to be good, unfortunately. And especially when he came to the Bucks, I wanted him to secede Tom Brady. But yeah, fourth team, <laughs> five, fifth team in four years. I just wanted him to be good because I liked his approach uh, to the game. You know, he was very cocky, very confident. But when that doesn't work out, you really fall flat on your face. Kyle Trash is better. Um, Brady Madden commercial came out. I thought it was a good idea, but piss poor execution. I want to talk about this a long time because there's two other topics to get to, but not everything Brady does is funny or cool. Like he, it's okay to say that Tom Brady wasn't funny when he said, "Hey, what's up, Braves?" That I was pretty funny because Mike Vrabel is literally a coach in the NFL. That's that's funny, but the laugh track in the end and then the playing online. Like who made this fifty old men? Like nobody thought nobody thought that the. That, that was really stupid and doesn't didn't sound techy at all. I must play online with my friends. That sounds really dumb. Dumb. Good idea though. Piss poor execution. God, Mike, you would hate anything Tom Brady did. You know what? If Tom Brady cured cancer, you would complain because it was putting people out of jobs, Mike. If Tom well, Brady no. if Tom Brady said that the air we breathe would cure coronavirus, you'd hold your breath, buddy. Dude, what is it, I, it, the the laugh track is is put in there on purpose. It's supposed to uh, it's, it's supposed to model a seven the commercial. It was terrible. No, I I highly doubt it was. I think it was it was uh, an advertising. It was a great. I thought it was great. You know, I think he's taking a shot at Aaron Rodgers. I think he's absolutely taking a shot at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants Randall Cobb back. Aaron Rodgers wants Clay Matthews back. So what does Tom Brady do? Braves, <laughs> Randy, come on, Teddy, Willie Mack. Um, I think Electronic Arts did that. Let's together. not let's not say that Tom Brady did that. That is completely the advertising team of, of Electronic Arts who had that idea. I whatever, guarantee whoever, whoever you, Tom did, Brady, who went to Peyton Manning's, oh, almost called a funeral, Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> it was his, it was his football funeral, <laughs> right? But I just want to say that, like you know, because he went he went to that, so he's not some petty diva that everybody thinks he is. So because he's when he's won rings, that's not true. Yeah, but you know who is the petty diva? Aaron Rodgers. So you know what? Taste your own medicine, A-Rod. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers right now. He wants Randall Cobb back. He wants Jordy Nelson back. You want Charles Woodson back, too? He just got his gold jacket. Come on, Aaron Charles Rodgers. Woodson, like, was Charles Woodson you know why Woodson you don't like it? on it's Twitter? It's cause, you know why you don't like it? It's because your idol does the same thing. LeBron James, he's bringing back the nursing home. Oh, by the way, he's bringing back Isaiah Thomas, we found out. Like I'm not that Isaiah. Which Thomas, one? Which one? The one from the nineties? Really, the one who's like this tall. He, he's not on the camera right they now. They were both so this short. tall. They were both. Listen this here, tall. Jake Laser objects. Why don't they just bring back Sam Bowie and Greg Oden? And why don't they bring back Greg Oden. Johnson at this point? You know, yes, Greg Oden actually plays in the Big Three league. I was actually impressed with that. Good for I'm him. He, I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he hasn't you know had a mental breakdown from the injuries that he had. That was pretty cool, actually. Mike, man, it's it's it's. I'm sorry to hear that you don't like. The, I didn't love the Brady commercial, but I thought it was it was comical. I didn't, I, I, didn't, was, I didn't hate it. I Brady's a like, terrible actor, by the way. Brady is a terrible. Thank actor. you. But so that's LeBron, it's still so a funny MJ, commercial. That helps. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning's great. By the way, I don't like Peyton Manning the player, but as an actor, I think he's great. I think he's hilarious. 
I, I do too. Um, so the Falcons became the first 100% vaccinated team. Um, it's funny because that's in Georgia, and that's like literally hysterical to me. <laughs> the Falcons are the team that, that that first does that. Um, they have a competitive advantage, in my opinion, because there will be times this year when games are forfeited, from what we've heard. So, I mean, I know I see that that's, that gives them the competitive advantage, but they're not going to be good anyways. I just think it's it's a nice thing. It's irrelevant. Everybody will get at least to 85% vaccinated by the time the season starts. The Raiders, um, they have a new vaccination policy that requires, well, the stadium, Allegiant Stadium here requires you to show proof of COVID-19 vaccine. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I it may not pack the, I mean, I've, I don't think it's going to pack the stands. I think there's enough people in Vegas that are probably vaccinated that will that go to that game. Um, maybe people have to sell their tickets for some. I don't mind it. I, I I just don't like this whole show me your papers mentality or going down a dark road. I don't want to get political on that, but you know what? It, it's fine. If you want to have this as your, your policy and not like let people in who are not vaccinated with a mask, it's your policy. You're absolutely right. It's private. It's no, a mask would be, would be good too, but nobody works. If you're not no. vaccinated, a mask, if, if, if you're telling me masks work, then the vaccination status should be irrelevant. I would, I mean, it's also harder to cheer when you have a mask on. So I guess vaccines no, make it not. easier. I mean, what's, what's, who cares? What's cheering? You're, you're worried about the stadium noise in terms of a pandemic? Well, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was now Dana White was actually on top of this. I want to say this real quick. Dana White, like a few months ago, said that COVID 19 would get bad again. And people laughed in his face. I don't know what billionaires have got going on behind the scenes, but. They know stuff about the government and Illuminati that we do not. I had to say that. Yeah, um, I just think it's it's really crummy here that businesses are shutting down every day, but yet we're worried about opening up Allegiant Stadium um, for fans. Where, you they know, don't want to be there, by the way. They probably don't want to be there. And and the thing is, is I've I've they've 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 uh, made it very easy to to forge the vaccination card. So good luck. Wow. With that. Um. Tebow was cut by the Jags. And by the way, this is this is the OG Mike said it first. When I was really young, I really did not think Tim Tebow could throw a football. For one year, he could with a good defense. He could throw a football. And ever since then, he has tried so many different things, and he's been trash. However, I would have kept him for box office reasons. I believe even if they have some, some third-string tight end who is okay but not that great, Tim Tebow's box office is a, is a better value. Even if he doesn't see the field, people will come just to see him on the sidelines. So I would have kept him for that reason. And he also tweeted, like, thank you for the organization. I, that dude is class personified. Shout out to him for going on Twitter and saying he, that he didn't mind getting cut. He, when he yeah. Got he, you know, I've kind of struggled with this, too. It's a, it's a take. As, as Tim Tebow, the Florida Gator, I despise. Ah. Uh, I despise him. But Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow is a pretty damn good human. Uh, in that right. spot, but uh, yeah, he's just he's not ready for the NFL. Like he's not the NFL has passed him by, and that's fine. Hang uh, up. You know, if the, if the box office and the merchandise was a thing, Shad Khan would have brought him back years ago, because those tarps have been sitting in Jacksonville in the upper deck, and they would they could have taken the tarps off. Shout out tarps off uh, sports. <laughs> but um, you know what? <sighs> Tim Tebow is a great human, and he doesn't deserve all of the of the negative pushback for for basically doing nothing. I mean, he prayed which he never wanted any any uh he wanted never wanted any attention for. He wasn't looking for attention when he prayed. Now obviously the NFL they've got 3700 cameras in every stadium. You know, just leave the guy alone. You know, it, it's over now. He's going to go to the SEC network. He's an, he's a legend in college football. He can keep it that way. There's some other guys that are like that too. They just never panned out in the pros. And uh, I think uh, I think Tim Tebow's career was not derailed by his performance. I think it was derailed by the media and all those armchair yeah. quarterbacks on Twitter. And it's quite unfortunate. Obviously, you know, coming in cold ten years is uh, is never going to work out. But uh, right. congrats to Urban for giving him a chance. I really thought I think if he played like two or three games, he got his pension from the NFL. So I thought that was another reason that he was going to stick around on the uh, on the Jaguars roster. But it's unfortunate that. Uh, and maybe he comes back. I don't know. We'll see. I I um I would have I would actually I don't want to say pay, but I wouldn't mind seeing him on ESPN Plus. 
for like just some he'll, show. He'll be on the SEC network. He'll be on the SEC network. So yeah, but he, he nobody cares about him over there. Oh, they do. I, I would hope so. Um, again, I just don't. I think he was a terrible quarterback. I really do. I firmly believe that. But I think that he really. I don't. I I believe it's more of a media didn't didn't want to see him succeed. But I don't think it was because of the religion thing. I think the religion thing is overplayed because that was a. I just don't feel like that that was a big thing to me. I think it was a bigger thing that, they, that people just didn't like his play. All right. Well, you know, we're going to talk more Tebow, obviously, throughout the season and the college football season as well. But when we come back, is Zach Wilson the answer for the Jets? And Brett Favre <laughs> makes the news because we still love talking about him for some reason. All right. Coming back in about 60 seconds. All right, welcome back to the AM Drive presented by 12 Ounce Sports. You can catch us on all our social media right up there in the corner. Uh, ah. see if I can do this. Right up there in the corner, AM Drive 120Z on the bird, on the book, and on the gram. You can catch us on all those. Interact with us, send us messages, comment on our stuff. You can also visit us on our website at www.theamdrive.com. It's got links to our past shows, links to our sponsors. And links to our online store if you want that merch. We just got hoodies, so hopefully they'll be coming in soon. Also, coffee mugs as well, so I don't have to keep uh, rocking this Pisces mug. Um, <laughs> amdrive.online. And also Amazon. Click uh, Mike and Aaron. Go to mikeandarondrive.com. Click the Amazon logo. Get shopping today. It helps out the, uh, the channel, helps out the network, and it definitely helps out the AM Drive. So when you shop at Amazon, be sure to use that link at mikeandarondrive.com. Click the Amazon logo and get shopping today. We greatly appreciate it. All right, Zach Wilson. <laughs> we talked about this. I want to. I want to talk about this. It's a brand new endeavor from one of our one of our own here at Twelve Ounce. Uh, Glenn Kaplan, host of uh, what's the show called? Glenn's uh, Glenn's, Glenn's Dynamic Sports Corner. Thank you. You know all the shows, man. Glenn's Dynamic Sports Corner. So many, so many words. Uh, Glenn again. Glenn Kaplan of the uh, of the Glenn's Dynamic Sports Corner here on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio has started a brand new hot take service, I would call it. It's called glensprofessional.com. Uh, looks like he's writing articles about every two days or so in all the uh, in all the sports as well. But I wanted to cherry pick this article specifically because it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good question. He's actually one of the players that was picked in the first round, one of the quarterbacks that we're really not talking about as much, despite the fact that he's in New York. You know, you right. have your Trevor Lawrence's of the world. You have your Trey Lance's who... You know, the book is still out. You know, he had a he had a very polarizing start, you know, the first start in, the, in preseason week one. But, you know, Zach Wilson had a very mundane. I think he was six of nine for like 65 yards. Right. Uh, no touches, no no touchdowns, no picks. But, um, you know, a guy coming out of BYU, not in historically a flashy school, but has produced some quarterbacks like Steve Young, Ty Detmer and, and others. Uh, Zach Wilson, my thought process on this guy is, you know what, maybe he's going to fly just under the radar enough that, uh, you know, he may be successful. You know, you got Sam Darnold traded to Carolina. He's got no Adam Gase in his, in his stall right there. Who's trying to mentor this young mind. I kind of like the thought of, 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 of Zach Wilson, maybe being the guy to bring the jets back up to relevancy in the AFC East. Yeah. I have my, um, out of the quarterbacks I saw preseason week one, I actually had them ranked 12 to 12 of rookie and sophomores. But I wasn't – I didn't hate any any one of these quarterbacks besides Jacob Eason. Like, the more and more – now, I feel like Zach Wilson coming out of college, in my opinion, has really good touch on some passes. The dude can drop the ball in the basket. And I, I wish I would have seen more zip on his throws – it was hard to see him and Trevor Lawrence because they both kind of didn't have much action 
And I get that for this early in the preseason. I would like to see more from them, though. But I just wasn't super impressed with him early. But I really do think that he has a chance to be very good. And like you said, under the radar. Great idea. Yeah, I, I like I said, you know, you have Tua who, I mean, geez, after his rookie season, people were ready to trade him, cut him, do whatever, and, and draft another quarterback or go get Deshaun Watson. And uh, that, you know, so far hasn't uh, panned out for them. But, you know, you have Josh Allen who looks to be potentially the Tom Brady of the AFC East now with the Buffalo Bills. If he can continue dominating that division, maybe we'll see. Uh, the Patriots might have something to say about that, at least during the rest of Bill Belichick's run. Uh, I mean, you look, you have you have five, uh, four guys in this in this conference or in this uh, division, excuse me, under the age of, of 25, 26 years old. You have Josh Allen, you have Zach Wilson, you have Tua, and now you have Mac Jones as well. I I don't see any reason why of the three not named Josh Allen, Zach Wilson can't be the one who pans out. I mean, when's the yeah. last good Jets starting quarterback? And I know Mark Sanchez led them to the that. AFC championship games, but Chad I mean, Pennington? when was the last... Yeah, I would have said Chad like He Pennington. got injured, so I don't know. But he was really good for a while, but that was late 90s, early 2000s? Uh, yeah, because I remember playing on the old Madden games, and it was like anybody who grew up in my time didn't really see much of Chad Pennington. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I saw Chad Pennington because of just, you know, the connection to Marshall and the Randy Moss. Uh, but he's not Randy Moss. like other people are. He, like, he actually has a good rap around the sports talk, so. Well, he's one of the few, like, genuinely, you know, the Tebow's of the world. He was maybe the original Tebow, very, very faith-oriented, you know, never had a bad thing to say about anybody, always just thank you, yes, sir, no, sir. And uh, obviously, Randy Moss put him on the map with the, he had a cannon, though, on him before he had that shoulder injury. Chad Pennington had a cannon on him. He was a fun guy to watch. So, I don't know. Is Je is Zach Wilson the answer at the, in New York Jets? I think the, the book will be out, obviously, but... If we're ready to crown Justin Fields and Trey Lance, well, I think we have to have a, a solid opinion on Zach Wilson. Uh, that, that's a that's a very fair point. If I had to make one on the fly, like gun to my head, is he the answer? No. Is he going to be serviceable for years in the NFL? Yes. I would I say that I want to give him the hype of those guys. No, but I could see him sticking around the NFL, whether it be with the Jets or, some, or somebody else. Yeah, I think uh, I think Zach Wilson needs a running game. No disrespect to Kevin Tevin Coleman, but uh, that ain't going to get it done. He needs they need to find a Saquon. Did Frank Barkley Gore type. finally retire? I thought Frank is Frank Gore back on there. I don't know. They have they have had so many guys over there. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah, Le'Veon Bell. That that product didn't work out. Uh, Frank Gore is not retired, but he's currently a free agent, so he may be forcibly retired at this point. So. Well, good career. Brett Favre. Yeah. If it finishes, yeah, That's yeah. That's Brett Favre. There you go. Brett Favre, I think he's going to come back and play. No, just kidding. Right. Uh, Brett Favre, a guy who played recklessly, fearlessly, and, and would never back down from a challenge, is now urging parents in a new public service announcement to not let their children play tackle football until the age of 14 or older. Um, You know, I, it's hard to really – you know, I put a spin on this, but, you know, I feel like Brett Favre just try is just really mostly trying to remain relevant. Now, the concussion issue is obviously a big thing, but Brett Favre just every once in a while, when I start to forget about him, he just finds his way to insert himself back into relevancy. I have a different take on this than, than just a concussion. I, I, I agree with him. I don't know if it, maybe 12 or 13, but there are kids like playing at 10 years old. And that should never be a thing, like especially around here. There's people out there who are edging, who are egging their kids on. I think we had recently somebody try to pay off their kid to hurt somebody. Like that just, I don't like kids being in that environment. Like at 14, maybe that's a bit late, but 12 or 13 being the limit, yeah, I could be okay with that. Safety's a huge uh, concern. I'm fine with it too. I I played tackle football at an early age, and I don't know if it had long term effects on me. But huh. even if it, even if it didn't, you can still learn the fundamentals of football by playing flag football. My my beef was just you know I mean it is but you know they can get whoever they want as a spokesperson. It just seems like Brett Favre just still holding on, trying to stay relevant. And uh, right. as a guy who you know maybe never backed down from a challenge and always stuck his head in where it shouldn't been. I don't know. I just Brett Favre's that quarterback that everybody says is good, and I don't agree with it. But that's a topic for another day. Whoa.
hey, go ahead and bring us home then. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for another edition of the AM Drive. Thank you to Bobby Schmidt, formerly of the Vegas Squares. Hopefully he delivered a winner today. Actually, definitely he delivered a winner today. The Northern Trust Open starts tomorrow, the beginning of the FedEx Cup playoffs. We appreciate you guys tuning in, tuning in on Friday. We got a jam-packed show again on Friday. We are out. <laughs>